been good to you. He brought you all the way here. Kept you safe and sound. Come on, let's give God some praise. I know the devil has been trying to mess with us, but God has given us the victory. Let's say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Ain't God good? Amen. There's nobody like Jesus. I tell you that I'm just so glad to be here today. And uh, Jeff sings better than me with a hoarse voice. Uh, and I, my voice can be perfectly fine, but he'll still always be able to sing better than me. But, uh, but, but, I ain't done. I'm about to sing one of my cuts. It's one I haven't sang in a long time. Yeah, buddy. Feel me. Let's, let's we went back to Sunday school this morning. Yeah, buddy. I don't know which one it is. You don't know what it is. I don't know which one. You don't Feel know which one Feel it me is. Feel me a cap. All right. What, All right. What, what song is Build Me a Cabin? What, what page is that? 30 something? 37? Right 37. See, I got to remember scripture and songs. There we go. Number 37. Y'all all right today? Yes. Let's sing number 37. Number 37. Many years I've been looking for a place to call home. But I fell here to find it So I must travel on And I don't care for financials On earth, sink and sand Lord, just build me a cabin in the corner Of glory Lord, just build me just a cabin in the corner of glory land. Will in the shade of the tree of life that it may ever stand? Well, I can just hear the angels sing and shake Jesus' hand. Lord, just build me a cabin in the corner of glory land. Well, blessed Lord, I'm not asking to live in the midst. Well, for I know I'm not worthy of suspender as this, but I'm asking for mercy for while humble I stand. Lord, just build me a cabin in the corner of glory. Well, just build me just a cabin in the corner of glory land. Will in the shade of the tree of life that Oh, well, I can just hear the angels sing and shake Jesus' hand. Lord, just build me a cabin in the corner of glory. Well, I have many dear loved ones who've gone on this way. 
every now and then you and I have to check in to make sure that we're growing and I know for sure it's easier to go to church than it is to grow in church to grow we must be attentive we must have a desire to learn we must have a hunger and a thirst for God's word not only must we have a desire to learn but we must have an understanding I believe the Bible says get wisdom but with all you're getting get an understanding and we must be willing to grow meaning that we must be willing to have a self-study we must be willing to have self-reflections. There's nothing wrong with whipping out the Bible, just reading a couple of verses and meditating on them and giving God the praise for the word of God. But it's even better when we look at the word and we examine ourselves against the word and have a self-reflection. You know, when we uh, look at ourselves, when we're by ourselves, we should see ourselves. But I also want you to know that anyone who refuses to grow spiritually, they will remain small. Amen. Amen. You and I, as children of God, we should not be in the same space that we were last year. 
We should be closer to God. Now I want you to understand that does not mean that we won't experience different challenges. But it does mean that our approach should be changing for the better. Being closer to God will not exempt us from trouble. But it will help us with our deliverance. Some of us are battling with things that we still need God to deliver us from. And I understand that. But as we continue to grow, those deliverance will continue to come. Let's talk about this. Sometimes we're looking for a deliverance. And we're looking to be delivered. But a lot of times the deliverance is just right in the word of God. Sometimes if we just take a few extra moments, just a few minutes to meditate on a scripture, a passage that God has so gratefully put into the, the Bible. If, if we just studied the Bible just a little bit, we may find that our deliverance is closer than we ever thought that it was. Now, we have to be real and keep it 100. Some things will never change. So you and I must make the change ourselves. Let me put it a different way. Some situations will remain as is. You know what as is mean. When you go to buy a used car and they have a sign in the window that says as is. That means what you see is what you're going to get. Some of us, we have situations going on and those, those situations, they will always remain as is. But you and I need to change. In other words, our situation may not change, but we, not, we need to let God grow us and change us. Sometimes we have to say it is what it is. And it's going to be what it's going to be. In many cases, deliverance isn't a change in circumstance. It's a change from within. Let me say it again. In many cases, deliverance is not a change in circumstance, but it's a change from within. It's not about what we are in, it's about our perception of it. Oh yeah, I knew y'all was going to like this today. Sometimes our deliverance is contingent upon how we perceive what we're going through. You can have two people going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. One person is still giving God the glory and the praise. They're still doing whatever they need to do in order to make their way forward. Then the other person could spend most of their time in a fetal position. Laying in the bed, crying, calling people, inviting them to the pity party that they just started. Mm -hmm. We need to ask God to change the way we perceive things. Sometimes our perception is off. Typically, when we don't have the word of God dwelling in us, when it's not deep within us, we perceive things in a negative way. It's hard for us to look for the good in things. The only thing that we can see is darkness. It seems that everything is coming against us. But I need to show you something here. Sometimes the way God delivers us is through darkness. Meaning that God can use the devil to bless our lives. 
lives. We should never be afraid of what God can do. Why? Because God is God and he's God all by himself. But when we're not growing, it's hard to see those things. A lot of times church has become commercial. It's about did you go and how long did you have to stay? As we get older, sometimes the quicker the service, the better it is. We don't have to remember what the preacher preached about. All we know is we were there and he preached for 10 minutes and it was one of the most powerful sermons we ever heard in our lives. But if you're anything like me, I take more than 10 minutes when I sit down to eat a real good meal. Sometimes we need to soak that word in. Let it marinate into our lives. Sometimes when the word of God is going out, we need to stop looking around and start looking within. Because God is trying to tell us something. Y'all going to help me out today. Now listen, I want to tell you something because, again, these are all tricks of the enemy. He always wants to step in at the right time. Which is the time that we are sometimes at our lowest point. And that's when he brings in his discouragement and his distractions to take us off of our square. I want to put this message so low that everyone can receive it. Did you know that some people would never grow up? Things that should be addressed in an urgent matter. Those are the things that they drag their feet on. Things that should be considered serious. Those are the things that they laugh about. Things that are considered evil, mischievous, or deceitful. Those are the things that catch their immediate attention. Some folk, you can't get their attention unless you got some good gossip to mm -hmm. give them. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear about how your day was blessed. They don't, they don't want to hear about what God has done for your life. They want to know who is sleeping with who. Mm -hmm. What are we feeding our brains? Some of us, we want to speak good things, but we're taking in evil things. Some of us need to check our circle. The older I get, the smaller mine get. There were times that I thought there were people that I couldn't live without, and I can tell you as a witness, I can live just fine without them. Amen. As a matter of fact, I'm living better without them. Amen. There's some people in your circle that you need to cut out of your circle because they're bringing too much drama into your lives. Amen. Anybody that you can call and they can start doubting what God can do for you, you need to immediately hang up the phone and put them on uh, another tip. Anybody who, all the time when they call you, all they got is bad news to give you. You know, do, do you know about those people? They always, they, they're like CNN. They ain't working for nobody. Ain't nobody paying them to do this. But they got all the news in the world. And their perception and the way that they spin the story always has to be the best way because you didn't know and I know. But you know, one thing I have learned, some things we don't need to know. We don't need to know everything. Sometimes when people ask you, hey, did you know this? Sometimes the answer's be no, and I don't want to know. <laughs> don't let nobody rob you of the great peace and joy that God's, God puts inside of you. But listen where I am today. If you're not growing, you're going to be susceptible to listening to everything that comes your way. 
We have two choices. We're either going to feed the flesh or the spirit. And God is so powerful, he's going to give us an option. But it's up to us to choose which one we feed. Now, like today, some folk, they can't get into a message unless I run. I ain't running today. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Sometimes I got to take my time, walk it like a dog, so that you can understand what I'm talking about. It's about growing in Christ. The things that used to bother us, those things shouldn't bother us like they used to bother us. Some places that you and I used to love to go, we shouldn't even want to go to some of those places anymore. God has delivered us from things that we promised. We told him, if you just get me away from this, I promise I'll never go back. And here we are again, can't leave. It's because of the lack of growth. But then again, who want to talk about that on a Sunday morning? Tell me what Jesus is going to do for me. Tell me how I'm going to live like a sinner, but God is still going to bless me because God is good all the time. Who's ahead of my life? Every sermon ain't about how good God is and what he's going to do for us. We need to talk about what we're going to do for God sometimes. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. I have to say this too. Many of us, we have too many unsaved friends. We hold too many unsaved people close to the chest. And let me tell you what I mean by that. It's nothing wrong with having sinners as uh, friends because that's how we gain the more, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we need to mingle with the sinners, but don't let the sinner pull you where they are. Amen. You need to pull the sinner where you are. Amen. Amen. But the tripped out thing about it is a lot of times Christians, children of God, instead of them going to the word of God, they go to friends and they ask for advice. How are you going to seek godly advice going to the devil? Let me say that again. Somebody didn't hear that. They just woke up. Who's the devil? How can you seek godly advice getting it or receiving it from the devil? Now, it's amazing how we know that we have friends that are not saved, but we want to know their opinion. That's like when married folk go to single folk for advice. You ain't got to say, man, this is my show today. Ain't never had a husband or a wife. Ain't never went through no trials and tribulation. Don't know how I feel to be cut off for a couple of months. Don't know how I feel to ride past your house because you don't want to go into the house that you're paying for. Don't know how I feel you had $100 in the bank. Now you got 25 because somebody took 75. Talking about that's my money too. They don't know nothing about none of that. But want to tell you what you need to do. And the thing, it is, the thing about it is a lot of us go, huh? And we listen. Most single folk are looking for one thing, somebody. They ain't looking to resolve and solve your problems. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? They are not looking to resolve your problem. Why? Because if they had the answer, somebody else said it. I just repeat what they said. They would be married as well. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody who's single don't suppose to have a husband or wife. Some of us, we can't even take care of a goldfish. 
And that's just the truth. This ain't even a lesson, brother, but I'm going to put it out there anyway since I feel like doing it. Look how you see how I look today? I'm smooth, ain't I? That's how I do it. That's how I do it. That's how I do it. You know how I do it, player. Look here. If you know that you ain't going to be a good wife or a good husband to somebody, then you need to be by yourself. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? And ain't no point in trying to marry somebody and to manipulate their mind to make them act like you want them to act. Let me tell you something. We train dogs. We train animals. We don't train people. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying today? Now, I'm going to get to the meat of my message. I'm almost there. But I had to let you know. That it's important for us to grow. And like I said, I'm going to just take my time today. And, 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 and I want to show you something in the Bible. Go to the book of Mark. And uh, what we're going to do today, we're going to read it in, we're going to read the Bible in parallel today. And that's different from a parallel Bible. We're just going to read it in parallel, meaning that we're going to take two verses and we're going to put them uh, next to, to one another. I, I, I want us to start with, um, with Mark, the fourth chapter. And I want us to look at verse number three. Then we're going to hop down to verse number 14. Mark, the fourth chapter, verse number three. Uh, and then we're going to go to uh, verse number 14. Mark four and three. The Bible says what? What does it say, Brother Dion? Listen. Listen. Behold. Behold. A sore. A sore. Went out to sow. A sore went out to sow. Keep going. And it happened. And it happened. As he sowed. As he sowed. That same seed fell by the wayside. Now just stop there. Let's go just to verse number three. The Bible says, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. Do you see that in your Bibles? I want you to go to verse number 14. Just go just right over to verse number 14. Verse number 14 says, the sower sows the word. Do you understand that? So when the Bible is talking about there's a sower that's sowing seeds. The Bible is saying that the sower sows the word. Now, when we look at it, just think of a person who's planting grass seeds or planting something for vegetables or fruits or whatever the case may be, how they lay down the seeds. The Bible is saying that Jesus is saying, I'm talking about a person who is putting out the word, who is expressing the word, who's teaching the word. So today, the sword that we're talking about is a person who is uh, 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 putting down the word of God. Now watch what the Bible says. The Bible says that it is the word. Everything comes down to the word of God. Our behavior, our faith, our perseverance, everything comes down to the word of God. So what does that mean? If we do not have the word in us, guess what? We're off the charts. Are you understanding this? It has to be the word of God. You and I, our behavior, our faith is not dictated by what other people think. It's not dictated by the lost books of the Bible. Some of those books, if they were lost, well, you know what? They need to stay lost. We're going to just go by the books that we have here. What I'm trying to get you to understand is you don't need to be reading all these other books. You ain't finished reading the Bible yet. Why don't you read that book first before you start picking up all these other books? The word of God is the measure. It's the guide. It's what we use in our lives. That's how we know whether we are on or off. Now watch this. Let's go to Mark chapter 4, the 4th verse, and then we're going to hop over to the 15th verse. What does it say, Brother Dion? And verse it, number 4. And it happened. And it happened. As he sowed. As he put, as he sowed. Keep going. That some seeds. Some seeds fell by. The wayside. The wayside. Keep going. And the birds of the air. And the birds of the air. Came. They and, came. And devoured and it. And they devoured it. Now look at verse number 15. The Bible says what? 
And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. Now, what does this mean? When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown where? In, In their, their hearts. hearts. Where does God want us to make a change? In our hearts. Now, a lot of times people say, well, I need to change my behavior. I need to tell you this. If you want your behavior to change, don't worry about changing your behavior. Change what's in your heart. Because Amen. when you Amen. change what's in your heart, your behavior will follow. Amen. Now, here's Amen. the other thing. You just can't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to change my heart. God has to perform an open heart surgery on us in order for our heart to change. We'll think that our heart has changed, but it will come down to us only altering some of our behavior. Are you with me today? Yes. Satan snatches the word that is sown in the heart. He goes to the heart because he wants to change our beliefs. He wants to change our perspective. Why do you think so many people are depressed? Mm -hmm. The word says be encouraged. But a lot of us are depressed. Why? Because the word that was sown in our heart, Satan came right away. Let me get that. Let me ask you a question. We're not doctors, but we can answer this. When you eat something, you know your body digests it. It breaks it down and it takes things that it needs and it puts it in the right place. If you ate and whatever went in immediately came out of you, will you grow? Will you be nourished? When we hear the word, and as soon as the word is sown, Satan comes and snatch it from our hearts. Will we grow? Will we be nurtured? So a lot of people are not growing because the word ain't staying in them, in them long enough. Is this making sense? But we don't know this. We don't even know this because it's happening when everybody's laughing. It's happening when everyone is having a good time. And Satan's laughing too. Hey, how you doing? He giving you that? Got that. How is it that we heard a word of how we need to deal with certain circumstances and situations and we find, we find ourselves in those places, we don't know how to deal with them. Because the word didn't stay in us long enough. Oh, this is going to be a teachable moment. You're in Sunday school right now. So Satan comes and snatches the word. And let me tell you something. When Satan snatches something, don't look for him to bring it back. If he comes back to you, he's coming back to grab something else. And if he's going to give you something, it ain't going to be what he took. 
at Hebrews chapter number three. Hebrews chapter number three. Let me go look at verse number 12. I want to show you a little bit about the heart. I want to show you why it's so devastating when we hear the word, when we read the word, when God is sowing the seed into our heart. Why so devastating when Satan comes immediately and takes that seed away from us? Hebrews chapter number uh, 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 three. I'm going to skip around a little bit uh, on your D. Uh, Hebrews chapter number three, verse number 12. The Bible says what? Beware. Beware. Brethren. Brethren. Now, now listen. Now, now this is so cold blooded. Are y'all ready for this? The Bible says, beware, brethren. Who is a Hebrew writer talking to? Christians. He's not talking to average people on the street. He's talking to Christians. He said, beware, brethren. Keep going. Lest there be any of you. Lest there be any of you. An evil heart. An evil heart. Or unbelief. Now, wait, wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. How can the Bible says, beware, brethren. Then in the next few words, saying, lest there be an evil heart of unbelief. Where? In you. Mm -hmm. How can a Christian have an evil heart of unbelief? Let me tell you where this comes from. It comes from Satan snatching the seed. It comes from hearing the word, receiving the word, and then Satan comes and grab it before we can use the word in our spiritual life. Meaning that we don't keep it long enough for it to do what it needs to do. That's why we'll start to doubt God. That's why we'll get upset with God. That's why we'll ask God for something and he'll give us something else knowing that the other thing that he gave us was actually better than what we asked for. But we can't see it. Why? Because it wasn't done the way I needed it to be done. This is a little deeper, y'all. I can't grow when Satan continues to snatch the word out of my, out of my heart. Do you know that Satan will use the person sitting next to you? The word that you need to deliver you, at that time, somebody will say, what you cooking? <laughs> I hope y'all getting this because I'm I got my professor head on today. The Bible says a heart, an evil heart of unbelief. Think about it. How could he be talking to a brethren like that? Because when we don't have the word of God in us, we're empty. And we have to be filled with something. And it's not going to be the spirit. Read it, Brother Dion. Read it. It says, filled with a... In departing from the living God. And departing from the living God. Some of us, most of us, we know folk who were born and bred in the church. And you can't get them back. Why? <clears throat> Ain't got no word in them. Satan snatched it. And because they stopped studying, stopped fellowshipping, they never got it back. 
one thing I know. I know I understand calories now. I've been doing a lot of reading. You know, that's what, what, what retired folk do. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is what I know. In order to gain weight, you need to put more calories in than you're burning. Right? So in other words, when it comes to the word of God, if we want to grow, we got to continue to put more into it. A heart of unbelief. Keep going. But exhort one another exhort daily. Exhort one another. Keep going. While it is called today. While it is called today. Keep going. Lest any of you. Lest any of you. Be hardened. Be hardened. Do you know what it means to be hardened? When you're hardened, you can't change. You see things one way. Right. And you know what else you'll do? You will continue to ask people and 10 people could disagree with you, but you'll find that 11th person that agrees with you and you say, ain't that the Lord? <laughs> All because the seed got snatched. D, is this making sense, bro? A lot of sense. Keep reading. Through the deceitfulness of sin. Now watch this. Through the deceitfulness of sin. Do you know what this means? We're going through all these actions while being in sin and we're deceived. What does that mean? Oftentimes, we don't even know we're sinning. We justify our irrational behavior because we say for every action, there's a reaction. No, you went to school. You was there that day. But guess what? The reaction is up to us. We can't control the action, but we have control over the reaction. And what I'm trying to show you today, a lot of times, the way we react to situations, and it doesn't have to be a violent situation, it can be any type of situation. The way we react to situations, a lot of times, is due to the fact that Satan has snatched the word, not just from our mind, but he took it from our heart. When he takes it from there, where are you going to get it from? What you going on? Your own conscience? Your own ways? How many of us, don't raise your hand, because I don't want anybody's hands to go up. How many of us have made a plan and it sounded good on paper? And when you executed it, it was dumb as a bag of rocks. <laughs> I did it. And if I don't continue to keep God in my life, I'm going to do it again. Amen. Amen. That's why the Bible says it's deceitful. In other words, that's when everybody is screwed up but me. Because what am I comparing? What am I comparing to? I ain't got the word. I'm looking at you. My life is better than yours. And you here every Sunday. I'm here every other Sunday. And I'm still better than you. So the Bible says... That the word can be sown and we can find ourselves 
in a situation when Satan comes and snatches the word and we just learn that it's important for us to have this word because we can develop a heart of unbelief. That's when people say, what's all this church stuff about anyway? Mm-hmm. I mean, what? why can't we have holidays on Sundays like uh, All Saints Day, meaning if you've been going to church every Sunday throughout the year, you, you can take a break this Sunday. Now, some of you all looking at me smiling, but believe me, it's some folk in some ideas. Now, that is, uh, that does sound good, because even God rested when he, but he didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because he was finished. But my point is, the heart can get so messed up without the word of God We'll start doubting God, and we just may stop believing in him. Let me go a little further. I want you to go to Mark chapter 4, verse number 5. Dean, I just plan to only be here a little bit longer. We're good. 4 and 5, then I want you to jump over to 16 and 17. 4 and 5, what does it say? Some fell on stony ground. Some fell on stony ground. Where it did not have much earth. Where it didn't have much earth. Keep going. And immediately. Immediately. It sprang up because it had no depth of earth. And six. That's the one I wanted. Six. Keep reading six. But when the sun was up. But when the sun was up. It was scorched. It was scorched. And because it had no root. And because it had no root. It withered away. Some people are all stem and no root. Some people are rooted, but their roots are in a place that God didn't plant them. They are rooted in pride. They're rooted in self-righteousness. They're rooted in uh, self-denial, but they're not rooted in God. And, and let me tell you something. You know, just because, you know, a person doesn't fornicate anymore and doesn't cuss anymore and a, a person doesn't steal anymore. And, and just because they come to Sunday morning worship, that does not mean that that person is rooted in Jesus. That means that they have... A situation in their life where they continue to do things in a pattern and that's okay. But what I'm trying to tell you is to be rooted in God is much deeper than just looking at attendance. Being rooted in God is when tribulation come, we ain't going nowhere. I told you to jump over to the other page. What I call it? 16 and 17? 16, 16. It says what? These likewise. These likewise. Are the ones sown on stony ground. Are the ones sown on uh Stony ground, keep going. Who, when they hear the word. When they hear the word. Immediately. Immediately. Receive it with gladness. They receive the word with gladness. Keep going. And they have no root in themselves. They have no root in themselves. Keep going. And so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. When the seed falls on stony ground, the devil says, mm. So you ain't going to let me snatch it out your heart, huh? You got that one. I saw you even holding your hands high in worship. You got that one. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to dispatch some of my demons your way. Then I'm going to come back to you Sunday evening and ask you, where is your God? 
This is the person that as long as things are going well in their lives, Jesus, Jesus, and more Jesus. Every time you see them, how are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Every time they introduce themselves, hello, my name is Brother Lavelle Kenzie. Uh, first of all, I want to give honor to God, who is the head of my life, the creator of all mankind. Because things are good. But when I have to suffer mm -hmm. for righteousness sake, can I still say that God is the head of my life? Mm -hmm. He's the same God. He didn't change. But guess who changed? I did. Mm -hmm. Amen. Sometimes, listen to this church. I, this is why I wanted to talk to you today. I ain't going to preach uh, to you today. What I'm going to do is teach you something today. Sometimes we change when our situation changes I'm so in love with Jesus until something happens in my life that troubles me where did Jesus go and keep in mind the devil is slick he know that he knew you grabbed that word he ain't gonna snatch all the seeds some of them gonna get past him but he ain't done with you. If I didn't get it when you first heard it, I'm going to come to you in another way. I'm going to bring trouble to your house. Let me start with something that's going to bother you. I'm going to start with your papers. I'm coming on your job. And the boss that doesn't like you, I'm going to rattle her cage at home. So when she get to work, she gonna hate you. Now you've been in church all Sunday, singing I love to praise his name. Let's see how you gonna deal with her on Monday. Same word, same God, different situation. A lot of people can't deal with situations that they have to wait on God, why? Because that word did not set in deep enough for them to grow roots. You know, when you have grown roots, you still may go through some things, but you're just not going to leave God and you're not going to just give up on God because you know that God is all that you have. Even when you get to a point where you want to give up, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what are you thinking? What are you talking about? God is all that I have. When you have roots in God, you're going to believe God no matter what. But if my roots are not there, any situation that comes up, I'm done. There are people who have left God's church because somebody stepped on their shoe and didn't say, excuse me. <laughs> there are people who don't even worship God anymore because they went through some type of bad relationship. Ain't got nothing to do with the church. Sometimes things happen in our lives. They look bad, but they're for a good reason. 
Sometimes some things happen in our lives that they hurt our feelings, but God allowed those things to happen to grow us. But think about it. If things happen and we continue to let Satan get the victory, how will we ever grow? How are we going to grow with the seed, the word on stony ground? How are we ever going to get deep enough? I want to show you something, Brother Dion. Go over to the book of Colossians. We're almost there. I'm almost at the bottom. Colossians chapter number two. Colossians chapter number two. Okay. I want you to look at verse number six. Colossians two. I'm with you. And verse number six. Two and six. The Bible says what? As you therefore. As you therefore. Have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Have received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk in him. So walk in him. Now watch what the Bible says. Y'all, are y'all with me still? As you have received Christ, the Bible says what? Walk in him. in him. What does that mean? You got him? Keep him. Walk in him. How? Well, you know in God there is no darkness. So the Bible says if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The Bible says walk in him. In other words, keep obeying him. Let that word catch a root. Keep sticking with Jesus. Walk with him. No matter what happens, ride or die with him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Are you understanding this? Yes. It gets deeper. The Bible says what? Rooted and built up in him. Now watch this. We're rooted and we are built up where? In, in him. Him. Doesn't matter where your roots are if they ain't in Jesus. Amen. Because Jesus is the one who's going to ground us, He's the one who's going to sustain us. This is why we go through so much depression. This is why we leave the church. This is why we can't grow. This is why we are the same today as we were 10 years ago. Why? Because the word is not falling on good ground where it's getting a deep root. Is this deep? Your perspective needs to change. How do you change your perspective in a messed up situation? Because I got a good God to depend upon. Why ain't you looking like you're going to kill yourself? Why you ain't having suicidal thoughts? Because I'm rooted in Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to kill myself. I'm going to trust God. Amen. Look what it says. Keep reading. And established in the faith. Established in the faith. Do you know what that means? That's more than a person who says, I am a member of the body of Christ. You are established. You're complete. You have a foundation. You're there. You're rooted. Regardless of what comes up. Let me tell you something. Troubling times are going to come. And some of us, we have trouble in our way right now. And don't you know we sing that song, Jesus, he will fix it. Let me tell you something. That's a song. When you get in the situation that you need to depend upon Jesus, that is a very, very tight and hot situation. We need some roots in, other, in order to believe that. Singing a church song is great, but it's not going to convince you. You need the word of God in you. I need the word of God in me. And let me tell you something, Lansing. Sometimes God has to allow us to go through some things that are bad just so our roots will get deep. 
you what you got going on in your, in your life, you don't need to tell them everything you have going on. Tell them, my roots are growing. I'm getting deeper. Amen. Amen. But it looks like something is all messed up. Look at you. I know how you used to look. I know your face. You're not as jovial as you, as you used to be. Listen, I'm telling you what's going on with me. God is growing me. My roots are getting deeper. Amen. Amen. Don't let nobody be able just to come and just take you and pluck you up. Be like a weed in the field. You pull a weed up. By the time you mow the grass the next time, it's back up and it's healthy and ready to go. You know why it does that? Because it has a root. You know how those trees that you have around your house, for those who live in older neighborhoods, those big trees with those big barks and big fat branches, they didn't grow like that over the last five, six years. <laughs> That's because those trees are old. And you know why they're still standing today? Because they got roots. Let me tell you about roots. You ever planted sod or laid sod? When you lay sod, some of y'all gonna have an aha moment. You gonna know why yours turned brown. <laughs> when you lay sod, they tell you, continue to do what? Water it. Why? So it can get root. Now, although you laid it, the grass was green when you bought it, you laid it in the yard, and you walked away from it. On those weeks that we have 95 degrees for five days in a row, what's going to happen to your side? It's going to drop and die. Well, you know what? Paul said, I planted. Apollos water but God gave the increase are oh, you read that see when God plants the seed in our heart we got the water that seed that means we have to continue to believe in Christ study our Bible read our Bible meditate on the word of God because the more we read the more Satan is going to come after us it has to grab a root and you know what when that sod grabs a root to the ground, it's going to be just like the other grass. You know, my dad, um, uh, I used to say he had a green thumb because he, he, he just, his yard used to just be on point. And I remember uh, I, I had spent a lot of time in my yard, and the grass was green. You know, it's a certain part of the summer where it's not as hot, and grass be green as it can be. Then come the hot days, you know. And my grass start turning kind of brown, you know. And I went to him and, and I said, Dad, I need you to check my grass out. And he looked at it. He said, oh, that'd be back. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, what you mean it'll be back? It's brown. He said, oh, it'll be back. Sure enough, a good rain from the good Lord came. And all of a sudden, the grass went from brown to light green. Do you know why it changed colors? Because the grass had, had some roots in it. Had not have been rooted, it would have stayed brown. Amen. Some Amen. folk in the church. Mm -hmm. I know we're African American, some of us. But that ain't why we're brown. We're brown because persecution 
trouble has burned us up because we have no roots. You know, Jeff, sometimes you got to say whatever. Why? Because I'm trying to keep my grass green. And you know something else I figured out? It's impossible for me to keep my grass green worrying about what color your grass is in your yard. And you know what else I figured out? I actually did this. I actually did this. You know, a lot of us, we look at other folks' situation. And we get depressed because it seemed that so many people, they just have it better than us. And it seemed like the kids act right. Even the dog barks different than our dog. You know, <laughs> er everything is just different. But let me tell you something. The grass does look greener on the other side. I have a neighbor, and he has a dynamic yard. And uh, my yard ain't short stopping itself. But, you know, but, but I'm up on my yard, looking at my yard. I see the defects. I see where I may need some more seed over here. And I, I see where weeds may be coming from uh, somebody else's side and, and, and trying to come underneath my... I see all this, right? But when I looked at my neighbor's yard, you know what I saw? None but golf courses. <laughs> yard was beautiful until I rolled my motorcycle through the neighborhood. As I was riding through the neighborhood, you know one of the first spots I had to hit, my neighbor's yard. I wanted to look at his grass. Come to find out, his grass had more holes in it than mine did. You know, yeah, I did celebrate a little bit. You know, I did my little celebrating dance. But the point is, don't look at anybody else's life and desire to have what they have because you'll be putting down little problems and picking up some gigantic problems. Stay rooted. Don't worry about nobody else's yard. You stay rooted. Amen. Amen. I'm almost done, Brother Dion. Are you going to send me up out of here? We got you. I'm almost done. I got one more passage for you. Let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse number 7. Okay. Mark chapter 4. Verse number seven, the Bible says what? And some seeds, some seeds fell among thorns. They fell among thorns. Keep going. And the thorns grew up. The thorns grew up. And choked it. They choked it. And it yielded no crop. It didn't do nothing. Now, I want you to flip over to verses 18 and 19. Now, these are the ones. These are the ones. Sown among thorns. Sown among thorns. Keep going. They are the ones. They are the ones. Who hear the word. They're the ones who hear the word. Keep going. And the cares of this world. But the cares of this world. The deceitfulness the of riches. The deceitfulness of riches. And the desire. And the desire. For other things. For other things. Entering in the choke of the word. Keep going. And it becomes unfruitful. Now, I want you to look at this. Some people are simply not ready to live for God. They are not ready to live right. I want you to understand about this group. This group is a very interesting group. I want you to go back to that verse. Verse number 18. Are you there? Yes. I'm going to get it, D. Watch what it says. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. The word went out. And guess what? They are the ones who do what? Hear the word. They hear the word. 
The word went out. They heard it. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for things entering in, it chokes the word. And it becomes unfruitful. You see that? Let me explain it. A lot of people are in this group. They hear the word, but they're not ready to give up their lifestyle. They want to keep on getting that paper. Ain't nothing wrong with making paper. I like paper too, but you can't do everything for paper. You can't keep missing God's service just to get your paper. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, this group of people right here, these are the people who find other things to do on Sundays. These are the people who put God second. Isn't it amazing just to keep the peace? How we will go to a baby shower on Sunday and buy a gift for folk that we ain't even feeling and we'll miss the Lord's service. I ain't talking about y'all. I'm talking about those other people who didn't come today. I ain't talking about y'all. I want you to show, I want to show you something here. Look at verse number 19. Well, first in verse number 18, it says these are the ones who what? Hear the word. So they are hearing it. But not only did they hear it, look at verse number 19. It says, and it becomes unfruitful. Now watch this. What does that mean? If something becomes something, it makes me think that it wasn't like that originally. Amen. Because it became something else. So in other words, these are the people who hear the word and probably try to do some stuff. But because they don't want to give up that life, because they bought that life, now the word becomes unfruitful. In other words, I know what the Bible says, but I ain't trying to hear that. Let, 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 let me get a little, little closer. These are people who know that they need to change their livelihood. They need to change how they handle themselves. They need to change their behavior. These are people who may have started off running hard for God. Every time the doors were open, they was polishing the knob. They were there. All of a sudden now, they don't show up no more. Because the word became what? Unfruitful. So y'all got to understand, look at all these different ways Satan coming at us. One way, he'll just come and snatch it right away. Another way, he'd be like, okay, yeah, you, you got that one in on me. So you know what? I'm going to release one of my demons to come get you. Going to start at your job. Or maybe even in your own house. Ain't nothing like having trouble in your house. Then another way, he says, listen, okay, I ain't going to mess with you on your job. I ain't going to mess with you at home. What I'm going to do, I'm going to bring some other stuff to your life. I know you heard the word. I know you understood the word. And I know that the word was acting very well in your life. But it's going to become inactive in your life because I'm going to show you what you've been missing. Some of us have been running the street all of our lives and we know the street don't love nobody. We know what's in the street, but we can't stay out of them. Some of us, we've had men and we've been dogged out since we've been 21. Now we're, we're 48 years old and still running the same game. He said he loved me. Really? You think
ain't Satan gonna come to you and say, I hate you. I want to destroy. No, he's gonna say, Come here, little cute little thing. Turn around. Some of us were in the same situation that we were in when we were teenagers. You know why? We are letting the word just leave our lives. Are we canceling church today? It's four inches of snow. I've been living in Chicago all my life. Are we canceling today? Y'all didn't come to hear nothing like this today, did you? If he don't get you in the wash, he's going to get you in the rinse. Listen to what I'm saying. We know this. This is, the, this, this is the group who hears the word, and now all of a sudden, because they can't tear themselves away from being selfish, the word is now become unfruitful. That's when we say, you know what? Where is it in the Bible that we're supposed to come every Sunday anyway? I mean, think about it. If we came once a month, I mean like everybody just came once a month, just made up their mind to come once a month, and we just gave God the glory. I'm talking about giving him the glory. That ain't going to be good enough. I hear some of the strangest questions. I'm like, we get so excited about shortchanging God. Suppose if God shortchanged us. Suppose if God got the victory out of seeing us not be able to walk. Breathe, talk. Suppose if God got, got tickled seeing your heart beat every fifth beat. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just want y'all to see Satan in here. So you ain't see him in here like this, did you? Listen, look how he comes. Yes, he'll let you come to service. Some of us, when we leave, what did he talk about? I don't know. He talked too loud. Talk too loud. I ain't deaf. I can hear. But then get in your car. <laughs> Speakers all <laughs> blasting everywhere, but, <laughs> but the preacher talked too loud. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know I'm telling the gospel truth. <laughs> and the stuff we listen to today, these boys ain't even rapping no more. And got us. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They ain't saying nothing. You don't know what they saying. <laughs> but these are the ways that Satan comes to us. And the Bible says it becomes unfruitful. The only way that we can be fruitful. There's only one way. Dion, get me out of here. Look at the eighth verse. The eighth verse. Then we're going to go to verse number 20. The Bible says what? But other seed fell on good ground. It fell on good ground. And yielded a crop that sprang up. Keep going. Increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Get on over to 20. What does it say? But these are the ones. These are the ones. Sown on good ground. They sowed on good ground. Those who hear the word. Those who hear the word. Accept it. They accept it. And bear fruit. And they bear fruit. In other words, these people, they heard the word, they received it, and now they're living it. Amen. You cannot bear fruit if you're not living the word. They're living it. Keep going. Some 30-fold. Some 30-fold. Some 60. Some 60. And some 100. We are all in different walks of life. 
You may not be as profitable or as prosperous in God that you want to be, but you just keep on believing in God and keep on doing what God wants you to do. And God is going to grow you. Amen. Don't worry about what you're going through. Amen. Let God grow you. Amen. Say it, I'm going to say it again. Don't worry about what you're going through. Let God grow grow you Amen. when you hear that word even if it's a sermon that you don't believe applies to you take it anyway amen amen bury that word deep grow some roots Dion I've learned in my life sometimes there may be passages in the Bible that I've I've been delivered from I, 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 I'm good with that but there may be some people that I meet they're struggling with those Amen. so I gotta have enough root in me in order to help them to be prosperous. Amen. Amen. Say it. You know, I'm going to show y'all something. You're going to impress your friends with this one. I'm out of here for real. I was just, I was going to stop just a minute ago. But I want to show you something. And this is the last scripture. And um, we can go. Genesis, the uh, first chapter. Genesis chapter 1. I want to show you that God had put this thing in place all along. I want to show you how he created the world. Genesis chapter 1. Uh, I think it's around the 11th verse, Dion. Genesis 1 and 11. Okay. What does the Bible say? Then God said. God said. Let the earth bring forth grass. Let the earth bring forth grass. Keep going. The herb that yields seed. Keep going. And the fruit tree that yields fruit. Now stop there. Now, when God created the world nobody was here to plant trees flowers or none of that mm-hmm. amen god put that stuff in the earth he was the sower is it starting to sound familiar mm-hmm. he was the one sowing things now he said that the herb is going to do what you'll see you'll see because why because if the herb doesn't give off a seed then at some point, there will be no more herbs. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it has to have the seed. Keep going. And the fruit tree that and yields the fruit, fruit tree, according it, to its kind. A fruit tree yields fruit. How? According to his kind. Keep reading. Whose seed is in itself? Whose seed is in itself? In other words, a fruit has a seed within itself. So when the tree grows, it grows fruit. When the fruit grows, it has seeds. Then you can take the seeds from that fruit and grow something else. You see that concept? That's exactly the concept that God has with his house. He sows the seed through the word. We get it. We plant it. Somebody water. He gives the increase. More seeds come. More sinners come and get baptized. There are more seeds. We teach them. They grow. They become firm. They get rooted. Then they go out and they grab sinners and they bring them in. Now there's some more seeds that are being produced. And this happened over and over and over again. A congregation should always have some new seeds growing. Amen. 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 All the time. Amen. Too many times people are so wrapped up and involved and caught up in getting recycled Christians. 
Lansing ain't in the business of grabbing folk from all over the country. We're in the business of baptizing people. Folk done forgot about that. The seed. Folk bringing grown trees and trying to plant them talking about we growing. Really? Y'all ain't getting this, are y'all? This some deep stuff. So what happened to the seed? Are you here? And while you're reading along with us, it has gotten so regular to you that you let Satan snatch it before you even leave. And then you get on the phone and tell folk, church just ain't interested no more. It's boring. Preacher don't preach like you want him to no more. Singing ain't like you want him no more. How about you ain't like you supposed to be no more? We look all around us and blame everybody. You know, if I got good dirt in my yard and my yard is not doing well, I ain't going to blame nobody but myself. Now, what ain't I doing to make this grass green? And I'm going to try to find out what I need to do. If you ain't growing, you need to grow. Growth is important. Are you the one that Satan snatches it out? And then sometimes, you know, I call you. I say, hey, Lisa, um, you got those scriptures that Brother Kenzie talked about today. It was really interesting. Um, I, uh, what you talking about? The, the, the sermon today? <laughs> Honey, I was caught up in the spirit. Aye. <laughs> or are you the one that the seed, when it fell, you got it. You got it. And all of a sudden, you saw some growth. You said, look at me. And then the first time you had to suffer for righteousness sake, you left the church. Wasn't interesting to you no more. Why can't we go back to the days where preachers preach for 20 minutes? I mean, man, we get it. Dude, you said the same thing over and over and over. Trust me, we get it, dog. Dog, we get it. We ain't stupid. We get it. Yeah. But you act like you don't. You know, if a child comes to you and say, I don't need extra tutoring. Well, what you get in math? A D. <laughs> that baby don't know that he needs tutoring. Some of us think we get it, but we don't have it. Or are you the one that you hit a word and you get convicted and say, Man, that word was great. That was a good word. But I'm still going back to my baby. I don't care what he say. Yeah, we living together. But we're going to get married. Because he told me we were. And I believe him. He ain't in church or nothing, but I believe him. You know, sometimes uh, I need to have a portable tape recorder here and just push the button and say, so I can preach and say, hey, man, my own self. Y'all get so quiet when I'm talking. Y'all get quiet on me. Make me think I'm talking to myself. It's good I like to talk a lot because I don't care. So then... The cares of this world got you all caught up where you're saying, whatever I'm doing right now, it's worth me going to hell forever, folks. Are you the one who hear the word and you're doing something about it? 
you're making some changes in your life. You know that you're a work in progress by me, but you're really changing. And you're starting to see some fruit. You know, Sister Rebecca, fruit does not necessarily mean you open up the mailbox and see a new check in there. But fruit could just mean, I'm at peace. I don't worry like I used to. You know what? I woke up today and I was just excited to read a passage that we had studied in Wednesday night Bible class. I don't know why I was so happy to read it. That's fruit. Fruit is when somebody come to you and say, you know, I just, I'm just so discouraged and I wish I did know the Lord. And you're like, I know him. And you can help them and bring them to Christ. That's fruit. What happened to the seed? Some of us, we just fell off. Did God change? Did he stop blessing you? You know, I've had, I'm going to crack a joke. This is so funny to me. It's funny when people miss church. Well, it ain't funny when they miss, but it's funny what they do. A lot of times folk miss church. They miss two months. Well, you must didn't miss me because I ain't get no phone call. <laughs> well, now if you think about it, if you love the Lord, the phone call is the last thing that you'll be thinking about. First thing you're going to think about, how can I repair this thing with my Lord? See, that just shows you where you are. And let me just say this one thing, too. You know, I, I'm, I'm leaving. This ain't even in my lesson. I'm giving you this free. Y'all like free stuff and stuff like that. Um, when folk get sick, when you get sick, when I get sick, if people come by to visit you, that's great. But if you don't get a lot of visitors, don't trip out. See, you're praying that God heals you. All you want really is Jesus to stop by your house. Are y'all understanding what I'm talking about? As long as the church is praying for you, that's really all they can do. A lot of folk get so bent out of shape. I only seen three people out of all those folk. Listen, if one of them won Jesus, you still didn't get the right visitor. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm getting out of here. I'm out of here. I hope you understood the lesson today. These are ways that Satan comes into our lives to destroy us. I'm talking about from a person who just got baptized to a person who's been in the Lord for many, many years. Satan will come and tamper with your seed. If you're not a member of the body of Christ, if you haven't been baptized for the remission of your sin, you need to come down today. You need to get baptized. Because why? You don't even have no garden. No seeds. But guess what? God is sowing one right now. But if you want that seed to get watered, you got to get in the baptismal pool. Some of us, we've been baptized before, and we know that our baptism the first time was shaky. Come and do it again. The water is ready. Heaven is ready. The clothes are ready. The baptizer is ready. Just come on down. Some of us, we've just left God. Come back. Reconcile yourself with God. You see, you, doesn't it make sense, y'all, what we read? And you know what? If you be honest with yourself, if everybody in here, including me, be honest, all of us fall in one of those categories. Come back to Jesus today. They crucified him. They buried him and he rose. That's the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. If you believe that, come on down. Give him your heart. Give me your hand. We're going to sing the song of invitation. I'm asking you to come today. Somebody needs to be baptized. Somebody needs to rededicate their lives to Christ. Don't let the seed just go by the wayside in your life. 
you got to grow some roots so that when the trying times come, you're going to stand firmly on Jesus. Stand right now as we together stand and sing the song of invitation. We're going to ask you to come.